Real quick before we start the show, I just wanted to let you guys know that this is going to be another Greatest Hits episode. We do have a bunch of stuff planned before the end of the year. We're going to be rolling out a holiday episode as well, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, enjoy the show again. (laughs) All right, guys, here you go. Hey, guys, welcome back to Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And today, our guest is JP King Japes. Was Gucci. Hi. (laughs) Hey. All right, so today I thought we would talk about challenging ourselves and staying inspired through our work. But before we do that, Jonathan, yeah, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, uh, my name is Jonathan Progus, or King Japes, JP for short. I'm a 19-year-old <laughs> film shooter, I guess you could say, and uh, out of, based out of the SF Bay Area. And yeah. How'd you get started nice. shooting film? Uh, shooting film, well... There's this skater dude. He's a vlogger on YouTube named Dell Decker. And I think Tim has like collabed with him before, right? Uh, I just, I sent him a camera. I saw that he was into film photography and I was like, dude, here, use this because I'm not using it. And he, and he gave me a shout out on his channel. It was really cool. Nice. So, but, um, so yeah, I, I was watching his vlogs before I ever got into film. And then uh, one of his like hobbies were to go out and shoot a film camera. And he actually started that whole like Minolta gang thing for me because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like where my obsession came in when I first saw his SRT 101. And then after that, I got my own film camera and then it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a ride since then. For real. <laughs> That's so awesome that we got, I don't want to age Timothy and ourselves, myself, but <laughs> got a little youngster on, on our hands shooting film. That's really cool. Um, you also do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Right. Uh, one of the things that I saw on your channel recently that kind of like sparked the idea for the challenging yourself topic today um, mm-hmm. was the I've never heard of this. I don't know if any of our listener, listeners have, but the 10, 10, 10, 6 challenge. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, on a trip out to Seattle with my girlfriend, when you go out to shoot, sometimes it's hard to, you know, just make photos, especially when you're not feeling it or you're not like in that zone, that vibe. And so one of the thing, one of the challenges that I tried to do was a 10, 10, 10, 6 challenge, which was basically taking 10 portraits, 10 street photos, 10 macro, and then like six random photos. And then, you know, just trying to finish the rule, just going out there and trying to shoot, shoot, shoot everything that I see that uh, kind of relates to whatever, whatever I was shooting at that time. So when you do that, do you go out and shoot it all, like all at once? Or do you say like, okay, if it's the first 10 are landscapes, but the second 10 are portraits. Do you like wait, wait on it and kind of say like, okay, I want, these are the people I want to get portraits of. Let me see if they're available. Let me see if I can go over and get the, or do you kind of just ask for portraits on the street? How is that? Well, that's the hard part when you do this challenge because (laughs) you'll see something on the street you want to capture, but you're in the middle of the 10 portraits and you're like, snap, like, how am I going to keep track of this? And so one of the things that I did was I just, even though I seen something that I really wanted to take, I would try to stay on uh, on the topic of yeah whatever I was shooting at that time. So I I think I started off with like 10 street and then I asked people on the street for hey can I can I take a portrait of you and they're like that's sure. That's so cool. See that's like you know 
getting yourself out of like for me like street photography mm-hmm. um, I'm intimidated by that aspect of like just taking pictures of people without asking or like going up to people and asking for a portrait right. so like that challenge I think would be a lot for me like okay you did your 10 landscape now it's your <laughs> your 10 of people so go over and dun, just dun, ask dun. for you know yeah. like but that's how we get better is by doing stuff like this, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yep. Yeah. I think pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is like the best way to learn something. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, taking a different camera or like an, an older camera, like if you take something that looks weird, you know, like I was using, I shot an entire project on or with my RB67 and everybody, <laughs> everybody wants to call it a Hasselblad. Like anytime I take like that camera around, they're just like, oh man, is that a, is that a Hasselblad and I'm like no no it's not it's actually it's a it's a Mamiya but like having something like that is kind of like a beacon to make shooting street portraits a lot easier you know Mm -hmm. so I don't know Chris you should load up your Pentax or something did you say you got it fixed yeah it's fixed it's fixed fixed? and ready to go I'm super excited I was just looking at old um you know the few rolls that I did put through it and I was like damn medium format is where it's at what am I doing (laughs) (laughs) wait what Pentax is it I have that 645 Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beast. <laughs> it is. That's one of the reasons why I don't take it out so much. I'm talking, I mean, you know, it's small. Like, I like compact, small little hands. Right. But mm-hmm. that, that negative is just like... <gasps> gorgeous yeah that's i mean that's how i felt when i was lugging the rb around i was just like why am i torturing myself carrying this thing but then you know developing the role and seeing that the images that it produces it's like okay that's that's why this is why exactly yeah i remember taking out the uh yashika mat you know it's a tlr Mm. and like you said it's like a beacon people are just like drawn to it you know oh yeah always like interested yeah i just did uh one of my recent videos was shooting with my TLR, my Yashika A, uh-huh. and the guy came. He, this guy came running out of this deli <laughs> and was like, "I just like I want to say like awesome camera, like that's so cool is that film." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I could have easily been like, "Oh, let me get one of you real quick." Yeah. And I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I went shooting with my friend Argisht, and he is so good about like, "Oh, could you want?" Because people are like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, because we had our film camera, he had his Leica, and mm-hmm. people just want to talk to you. And he was like, "Oh, can I get your picture?" Um, I think she said no, though. But just even asking, like, all they could do is yeah. say no, you know? Like, mm-hmm. okay, thanks anyway. It's I I have a real problem with asking. I'm a taker. And I know a lot of people <laughs> frown on that. A lot of people frown on the old. And, I, you know, I'm not specifically out there trying to catch somebody in an awkward moment. But it's... I just like, you know, they could, it's like shoot first, apologize yeah. later, whatever, whatever that's saying. It's, that's kind of, I mean, I, I'm always trying to be respectful with my photography. I'm not out trying to make somebody look bad or in a compromising position, but, you know, catching somebody when they don't know what's going on is, is so you get such like a more, you, you get more out of it. I feel like, you know, when you, when you ask somebody for a photo, it's so posy and just like, you know, everybody's reaction to that is to smile yeah, and, yeah. or like put their arm around their friend or something <laughs> like that, you know? And that's, that's not the kind of shots I'm looking for. So I, I try to do a little more of the shoot now, ask or apologize later kind of thing. Like you're saying like, it's kind of like a more generic approach. You're just capturing them in their natural state right yeah and that's yeah. what you mean by like getting that you get more out of it 100 mm-hmm. percent agree 
I mean, there are tricks to it, too, of like if you do ask people for a photo, kind of like doing like a countdown and pulling the trigger on Mm -hmm. two instead of three or, (laughs) you know, take take the post photo. And then when they kind of let their guard down after that, then you take a shot, you know, like there's ways around getting past the posy part. But, you know, I definitely think I think it was one of your recent videos. You were talking about working the scene Mm -hmm. and. That's I I wish I did that more. That that goes back to kind of just like challenging yourself and just like remembering, <gasps> like keeping that in the back of your mind and being like, you know, I can get more out of this. Like if I move to this angle or if I wait until that person turns their head instead of getting the back of their head shot. Right. You know, maybe they'll turn to the left or something and you'll get a nice profile shot or, you know, there's just you just got to be a little patient on that on that topic. There's actually a way you can challenge yourself when doing stuff like that, like taking like candidates and portraits like that mm-hmm. have you ever heard of like the 10 yes and 10 no challenge no no okay so basically you go out on the street with your camera and you ask people 10 times if you can ask uh if you can take their picture if they say yes snap a photo of them later on after you take the 10 yeses you go over and you ask people who say no or that sorry that answered you and say no so you ask them hey can i take a picture of you and they say no and with that sometimes some of the reactions will be like covering their face with the camera or with their hands yeah. oh yeah like trying to push the camera away and it gets these really interesting like shots and so that's kind of like a, another challenge you can do you know asking people like hey can i take a picture of you they say no and they try to push you away you snap the photo anyway <gasps> you know what i mean and try to get some really that sounds dangerous <laughs> Man. a little dangerous well, i mean do you guys ever uh do you guys ever check out any of uh bruce Gilden, I think his name is Bruce Gilden's work. He's the guy that like runs around with the flash and the Leica and oh. it's just like in people's faces all the time. Whoa. I mean, I've it's seen, nuts. Like, I've seen he, some of the He gets images. in like, I highly suggest if you're into like street photography and just not giving a, you know what, <laughs> you should definitely look up Bruce Gilden and he has, he, his like mentality of the whole thing is just crazy. Like, he is one of those like shoot now, apologize mm-hmm. later kind of people. But he does it with a flash, so it's like super dramatic yeah. and like crazy oh, that's looking. Horrible. That's gonna be really cool, uh, dude. It's I can't even imagine the guts, and he does it in New York City, so it's like <laughs> he's he's like asking to fist fight people on a regular basis. Does he like do it and run? Like, thank you. <laughs> no, man. He he is just like he he goes up. I mean, he'll he's quick with it. You know what I mean? Like he'll throw his camera up, take the shot, and he's like holding the flash and the camera and just being like, boom. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. There's another guy too. He's I think he's from like Pittsburgh or something. I forget what his name is. He's another one that just is like no no filter with that. Just goes up and just pops people and gets some of the most amazing photographs I've ever seen in my life. You wow. know, stuff that just looks insane i'm sure because you know when you amplify that with a with a flash you know everybody looks crazy yeah. with like yeah, yeah. flashlight on so with chris and like I, like what you were saying chris like you kind of like take the photo and just run away yeah. i was thinking about that i was like i feel like in new york city because it's more busy like they, people like walk for a reason like they're going to maybe work, to work or, or yeah, yeah. so busy i feel like it's a little easier to shoot in a more uh like fast-paced environment but like if you're out somewhere where i'm living and there's like two people on the street with a flash like you're gonna get you know. oh yeah yeah <laughs> and same same thing here i i walk i usually take laps around my downtown you know once or twice a well actually probably once or twice a day you know i usually go down every day and shoot something if i'm on my way to work or coming home from work or just need to get out of the house for a little bit mm-hmm. so 
my town, I've been doing it for the last like four or five years. So people are kind of used to seeing me now. Like I'm that guy that's like always walking around with a camera and like, you know, catching people you know, hanging out by a wall, smoking a cigarette or waiting for you to walk past a certain spot and stuff like that. So you kind of get, I don't know, I get kind of recognized for it now. And it's always good to, to kind of carry a couple pictures with you. Or like if you, Jonathan, you could take your zine or Chris, same thing, like pack one of your zines or even some four by sixes in your bag and kind of take them with you and just show people what you're doing. So they don't think that you are, I mean, I've got I've got accused of being like a, a pervert one time because I took a picture of a, a kid in a stroller and I wasn't even he wasn't even the focus of the picture. He was just kind of in the four right. you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the front of it. And a dad blew up on me and was just like, da, 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 da. and I was like, dude, I, this is what I do. Like, I'm documenting this town. I'm doing like a service for yeah. Franklin. Like, this is what I do. Did he and chill? He was he OK? After oh, no, he, he threw my camera on the ground <gasps> and broke it. Are you serious? Yeah, it, was, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, he was telling me to erase the picture. He was like, you know, delete the photo, delete the photo. And I'm like, it's on film. And he's like, oh, I don't care. Then take that. Then give me the film. And I was like, no, no, I, I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. I was like, it's my right. We're on we're on a sidewalk, you know. And he's like, well, you're not going to have a photo of my kid. And just kept, he was like drunk too. So it was kind of, Uh, it was during like a festival weekend here in town. And he just, we kind of fought back and forth and he Which camera did he smash? It it was a, like a Canon SureShot 80. It was literally a a dollar find at the Goodwill. Okay, good. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It, it, it messed me up for a minute. Like I was, it took me a couple months to get you know back into it yeah to not be scared to go shoot again and and i mean i get it people don't want their pictures taken they feel like they're being put in like a compromising situation but that (laughs) this is what we do so it's kind of too bad you you couldn't be like okay i'll delete it and just pretend to like delete it and be like it's deleted thank you he wanted he wanted to see me delete it and his wife's in the street yelling at him to break the camera she's (gasps) like just take the camera yeah 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 she because they were pushing a stroller and it was him, his wife, a little kid walking, and then a baby in the stroller. And I was shooting. There was 40 people crossing the street. It looked like a mob coming across the right. street. And I was, like, down on my knee shooting up at them. So yeah. it was going to be, like, this, like, mob of people coming. It gotcha. was really it was really cool. Yeah. And he just happened to be out in front and thought I was, like, you know, perving out on the stroller kid. And... It was it was wild. Like I was I was really taken back by because like everyone else is usually like, oh, there's that guy. He's, you know, oh, we know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We follow you on Instagram, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. And no, not this guy. (laughs) And I was like and I was trying to plead with him. I was like, why would I be trying to take pervy pictures of kids on film? Yeah, yeah. You know, why wouldn't I just take like a point and shoot? I mean, he just wasn't it wasn't getting through his his drunken skull so it, Dang. sorry you had to go through that dude oh dude it, it kind of it toughened me up a little bit you know like it got me and and i don't think that i would let something like that happen again like right. i i felt like he had beaten me down so hard about it that i kind of thought i was in the wrong so but i know that i'm not right like, it's just it's gonna my say right. like that's for your art like mm-hmm. exactly. no way and again like i'm not the 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 long term Franklin project where I live here in Franklin I'm giving this as a service to the city right. like I'm not you know I use some of the photos and I 
I've been done with the project mentally for a long time. I still just do it because I'm here. Right. And I want to like document for this town because I, I see old pictures of Franklin and I love seeing them. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want to leave these behind for these people when I'm not because I'm not going to live here forever. So like, right. I, I would love for them to have have a body of work that I've taken over, the, you know, as long as I live here. It's awesome. Ha- you are do. you going to show that at all? Like, do you have plans to do a sh- like a show? Yeah. I think so. Because that'd I mean, be really I, cool. I, I did, like, with the Homespun project, like, my book that I did, mm-hmm. uh, I printed every single picture from that book, and it's all based on Franklin. Like, it's all stuff in Franklin. And, you know, I, I want to do, a like, a Homespun 2 or, like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a point two, but I just... You know how when you do something so long, you just kind of can't look at it anymore. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel with that. And like, I don't even have that motivation to to walk around town much more anymore. So, but I do it just to make sure that I'm still doing it. You know, like I, I want to keep it going. You know, I don't want to stop and give up on it because it's, it's a fun project. And it definitely, you know, stuff like that is easy to get into stores here like if i want to hang some frame photos you know nothing's going to be easier to convince a, a store right. into letting me hang than some franklin photos you know you're like, like the you're like the elliot Irwitt of franklin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i try boy did we did we go like completely off topic there no it's, it's still in the same <laughs> vein i mean even like you getting stuck like that and like being like afraid to go back out and shoot like even mm. that is like okay it's a challenge that like now I have to get over this weird thing right. I feel like what I said like that's your art and you have to like stand up for it sometimes like that's like a great example of like okay yeah. I mean if that ha- I'm, al- I'm already somebody who's like intimidated by street photography but like it's still something I want to do and I know that like I, that's like one of the reasons why I, like I'm like I think this topic is really cool because there's things that we can do to like keep us motivated in our art and saying this I'm going to do this because I've never done it before I'm going to do this because I'm scared of it just like fuels all that stuff yeah I actually thought about it I was like how do I mentally prepare myself sometimes to get out there and just start taking pictures of people and I think one of the challenges that I I didn't even know I I was challenging myself to do this but I kind of just started doing it but taking pictures of my relatives or close friends without them looking it kind of just boosts Mm. your confidence you know and then gets you in that groove you're just like okay if i can do it with them you know i can try it out in the street and that's one of the challenges that i tried to do yeah and i think it's such a difference like you know when i'm when i'm, I'm hired to do a job and like portraits is like part of it it's like easy because these people like are expected like oh it's i'm gonna take your portrait because it's you know and they're like okay yeah but but having to ask somebody who necessarily wouldn't want their portrait like that's strange to me you know yeah. like I think you should go out and do it, Chris. I think you need to, to, especially when you're on this black and white kick, you know, you should go, yeah. black and white is like timeless and classic for street photography, so it's, yeah, sure. now's the time, man. Even if you just go out and shoot the back of people's heads, it makes exactly, you feel yes. a little more confident, you know? Give yourself, I always have a shot in mind that I do. This is, this, th- it might make it easier saying this, uh, giving this little secret away, is when I go out and shoot, I'm always looking for a couple in a loving embrace because I'm doing a project that kind of re- revolves around like hand holding and being kind of connected awesome. and in love and 
there's nothing easier than shooting people from behind because they have no idea that you're doing it. But if you can, you know, kind of get up to them and shoot like an up close shot of their hands together or their arms interlocked, you know, it gives you a little more confidence when you do something like that. You know, when you when you do and then you can be like, oh, okay. And on the next one, I'm going to try to get a shot from the front of them holding hands (laughs) and doing stuff. Yeah, I see that. I like that. You got to come out to SF. I know. It's like love I know. City. Try, try to get him here. on the. And yeah, we need to do some some sort of meetup group hangout thing. That'd be great. We're well, overdue. <laughs> you guys can make that happen by going to patreon.com slash analogue. <laughs> True. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I would love to. I. I mean, traveling is definitely on like the bucket list. Like, I definitely want to just like get in a car and go for as long as I can go taking photos and doing mm-hmm. something like that. But I feel like that's what I'm practicing for anyway, is, is when I get the chance to finally go live a dream <laughs> and do mm-hmm. something that I really want to do. Yeah. It's kind of why I still keep the Franklin Project alive, just going down and, you know, because I'm not learning anything if I'm not picking up my camera shooting. So it's very true. Are you working on anything? Either one of you guys working on any like challenges right now? The projects or just yeah. like challenges within? Like- well, Either or. Uh, for projects right now, not really. I'm kind of just. I, I finished the zine, and then I come. I'm just like chilling for a little bit until I. Can. When did you finish your zine? Uh, I finished the zine. I believe the end of February, and so. How's it feel? It, it feels great. It feels great because yeah. that was your first one, right? That was my first one. Yeah, uh, the zine's called Finding Light, and it was a. Uh, I don't know. There's so much work, and then so much time. And then, like, I absolutely, I love the process, but once you're done with it, it just feels so much better because you can just kick back and relax for a little bit. You're like, I, I accomplished something. I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I heard you finished your zine too, right? Yeah. Yep. How's that going? It's good. I actually just ordered a few more. I'm going to do a little giveaway on my YouTube channel. Ooh. Yay. With them. So I just got two more, like, and I was, like, holding them. I was like, ah. This is so rewarding. I did. This is mine. It's tangible, right? Yeah. Did you did you save one for yourself, Chris? Like, do you have a copy for yourself? Um, I well, I ordered two for the giveaway, mm-hmm. but I'll probably just I my in my mind I was like I'll order one for the giveaway, and one for myself. So that's probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah. I'll probably keep one just it's, to have. It's nice to have one for yourself, just for like we were talking about last episode just kind of taking your best ofs for a year and making a little book out of them yeah that's one of my like challenges mm-hmm. that i want to do next is like doing a, a retrospect of of years i thought that was such a great idea yeah i love yeah. that idea like a wrap up yeah a roundup wrap up yeah exactly man challenges as for me like i'm i just getting up and getting out and shooting like finding the motivation mm-hmm. after a long work week or you know for me i work at an irish pub so it was just saint patty's day and i'm still tired from like that whole weekend. that looked like it was bananas <laughs> it, i mean that's an understatement it was just i mean that's it it's a it's our super bowl we call it our super bowl every right. year and it hasn't kind of really tapered yet like people are still coming in for their corned beef and cabbage and stuff like yep. that and it's and it's and it's cool like i i get it i need to make money so that's my job so it's 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 worth working but it also leaves a little bit of the creative juice left when you you know when you work full time so it's it's tough to kind of find that's like a challenge in itself is like what what can you do to kind of motivate yourself to get up and get out and do something after you've been completely beaten down at work all week and 
I, I think I've said it before on other episodes or maybe it was on We Believe in Film where I, I use that time of it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks, like only walking two different streets to work each week because I shoot yeah. a lot of the same stuff. But I'll tell you, the progression of those things that I shoot all the time has gotten so much better. I feel like my framing's gotten better. My confidence in photography has gotten better shooting the same things over and over and over again. And, I, you know, I get I get some crap talked about it. It's like, oh, man, you shoot the same stuff all the time. Are you ever going to do anything different? Are you ever going to go travel anywhere? Are you ever going to, you know? Yeah. And. I mean, I get it, but I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. So yeah, <laughs> goes back to defending your art. Yeah, that right there is it's, it's a challenge in itself. Like maybe trying to shoot the same things and trying to get something different out of it. Different, every yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, Ted Ted Forbes, art of photography, did a did a video on that a while ago. It was kind of just like. Well, I think it was his photo. When, I don't even remember if it was like his photo assignments thing or whatever it was. But he was talking about that, like coming at a subject, you know, a couple of different ways, like doing it at like eye level, you know, and then from mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. and from below and from this and that and then doing something completely different with that subject. Like, that's what I do. I have a couple things that I always like to shoot on my way to work. I always like to document. I always find the American flags are always like bent and wrapped around the poles all weird and funny so I always like to document those on my walk so each roll I shoot in my like daily shooter I have like 15 shots of flags on my camera of the wow. same of the same flags and then there's like a church steeple that I always shoot because it's got it usually has like big birds sitting on the cross on the top of the church steeple so that always looks cool to me and I can't I'm like a sucker for it I can't say no to taking that shot every time I'm just like I know I have 20 shots of the same thing but I have to take it again just because it's it's fun but that's something you could do like a photo series i think last time mm. we talked we talked about like you know just going out and shooting like the color red or something yeah. so mm-hmm. every, you know like even that is photo series are always something i want to find something and focus on that and just do a series because i think even that you know it's like super fun it's because all that stuff is like just about making sure you're still like you know lo- one of the reasons why i love photography is the way like staying inspired makes me feel like oh like so my challenge to myself i was going to be 30 days of black and white but 30 days is almost over and i'm like halfway through one roll so uh, i changed it to the, my next three rolls are going to be black and white i'm not going to go back to color until i at least do three rolls yeah just because i know it's going to be something that's completely different than what i'm not used to and that's going to make me feel like oh man like black and white is where it's at what am i talking about you know yeah. like Keeping it fresh for yourself, I guess, is the, the, the point of that little ramble. But No, it's it's true, though, because just like you said, you're doing black and white. I've been shooting a lot of color, and I, I'm, I'm still debating. I have a little bit of Amazon cash floating there, and I'm like, do I want to get Ektar or do I want to get Portrait? Like, I've been battling Ooh. because mm-hmm. I want to shoot I want to shoot some more color, especially because it's, it's hitting summertime, and I don't shoot enough color. And I can tell that I'm getting... I'm getting complacent and bored and frustrated with the same old. So I feel like if I, you know, if I pick up a five pack of Portra or Ektar or something like that, I think I'll feel a little bit better about going out and shooting and feeling a little more excited about getting yeah, out and it's, shooting. It's like about staying in, like staying inspired mm-hmm. and staying excited. It's like there's so many different film stocks I've never even tried or heard of. Yeah. And like I'll see see somebody else's work and I'm like, wait, what? Like, what is that? You know, like, I need to try that out because that looks so rad. And I think, like, that goes back to, you know, film photography in general. There's just so many different film stocks, so many different cameras. Like, I spoke about this before on the on the show. Like, I was getting, 
I don't know stagnant's the right word, but like with digital, I was just bored. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. like film photography came back to me at just the right time where, you know, it, it got the fire back in my belly, essentially, for photography in general, just because there's so many different things. And now we have this community, which is even more awesome. But it all that I mean, that was, you know, challenged back then, like getting back into film. Like I shot my f- my first roll of film again because I had learned on film, went to school, school for photography and we learned on film and then digital kind of took everybody over. And a, a buddy of mine was like, you got to shoot a roll of film. So I bought my Elon, which I have right now loaded up with the Kodak 3200. Um, but I shot a roll and then didn't do anything with it for like two months. And he kept being like, are you going to get that roll developed? What's up? I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I got the roll developed, I was like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> mind blown. But that's what it's all about, you know, and if you could find little ways like that in your everyday to, to keep that excitement, I think that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. And like new film stocks on the topic of that it's not new but i've been wanting to shoot it for the longest time sinistil 800 mm-hmm. is mm. that what it's called yes yeah. man like i was looking at i think it was like an, uh, an old photo tim took with like i don't know if it was hp5 or triax pushed really high and he had some like night shots with it don't know what which film it was but it kind of inspired me to like try to go out and shoot nighttime photography mm-hmm. and that sinistil looks killer so i don't oh, know man the cine is so cinematic, not to like make a yeah. pun out of it, but <laughs> it's, and uh, I have a buddy of mine who's sending me some of the Vision 3, I think it's the 500T, it's basically, mm. cine, it's what they make the cine out of, yeah. and I I want to use that for a bunch of night stuff too. I love nighttime photography, like going out and doing some long exposures is is always fun to do. Just because it's 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 something you don't see, you know, like you don't see with your natural eye, like you don't get to see all the light crevices and stuff that mm-hmm. it get exposed when you do like a five minute exposure out in the dark. You know, it's it's pretty cool. It's fun. Do you ever feel afraid going out at night taking pictures? Not here. I live in like the nicest, you know, leave your doors unlocked. Please don't yeah. come to my house because uh, I said that area. But, <laughs> you know, I I live in the South and it's like, I think we got rated the number one best Southern town in Southern Living magazine or something like that. So it's... Yeah, you're pretty safe. It's super <laughs> chill here. Like, I'm not worried about that, but I could see like being, you know, kind of where you guys are is a little different than, than here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the hood, so it's, <laughs> I, I get it. I get yeah. what that's like. And I definitely know, you know, how to handle myself in a situation like that. But I, uh, yeah, not here. I'm oh, not worried man. about it here. Tim is hood. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if you only knew. But um, <laughs> if, uh, you know, I kind of miss like when I go home, when I go to visit my family and stuff and I go do stuff around there, it. I, I, I almost miss that feeling like it's a little too safe here you know like I need I feel like I need like the the darker side of life like I'm into that kind of stuff like not as in living it but like documenting it like right. I, I wish there were more yeah, seedy areas here because that's really what I want to shoot I want to shoot the the drug dealers the low lifes the you know the, <laughs> the you gang- come out in Hollywood at the, night. Gang- the gangsters oh and stuff gosh. like that like I, dude I would love to just like roll to the hood and like get to be friends with those dudes and just do you ever see boogie he's a photographer he's like a he hangs out with gangs and stuff like that he documents a lot of like street gangs he had a whole project based on that like dude he's got some of the coolest pictures of dudes like holding guns like right into the (gasps) camera and stuff and you know people doing drugs and stuff like i like that's that's what i want to shoot i want to shoot that stuff so bad um 
That'd but be a cool project. I clearly live in the wrong area for that. I, <laughs> they, that's not something that happens here. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but getting back on that, you know, I think you should try Cine out because it's it's a little expensive, especially if you get it on Amazon. I think it's like 17 bucks a roll or something like that. Yeah. What? Like, that's the only yeah. thing that's holding me back from really like getting into it because I know if I like it, I'm going to want yeah, more. Yeah, you're doomed. Yeah, I'm doomed. <laughs> I picked up two rolls for a job that I had that I was like, oh, I'll definitely use these for, it was like band photos or something like that, and ended up not even using them, and just went out and shot two rolls consecutively around here, and I mean, it's just got that 80s, 90s movie feel to it, like you're yeah, watching like Robocop so cool. or something crazy, you know? It's cool. Yeah. It's a good It's a good film. Do you ever shoot the, have you shot the other, the daylight, the 50 daylight? Uh-uh. Never. Yeah. Nope. I feel like the tungsten is like everybody's favorite. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tungsten based. It's like dark, you know what I mean? The daylight yeah. I feel like the daylight stock kind of I would rather just shoot like a Kodak, you know what I mean? Like a Kodak yeah, yeah, film yeah. instead of I don't know why that film exists really. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that probably saying that. I'm sorry, don't hate me. <laughs> I mean me. it serves its purpose. I've seen <laughs> yeah. some cool stuff. I mean does it look the same? Does it have that like bluish It, it definitely tint looks the, to the it? thing is it's like both of the films look so different than normal. Yeah. You know, like right. it, it, there's something about it just in general, which I think is really cool. Agreed. I feel like that 800T, like the only thing that I've ever seen 800T with is like incorporated with neon lights or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So like when I get that, uh, I, I forgot who posted, but there's a picture of a car at like a diner and it was like on 800T and it had like these nice neon lights. I can't remember his name, but. Man, it was it's gotta be film. gorgeous. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's how that's how that film is though. It's like it's definitely meant for, you know, city scapes at night. Right. You know, like New York City would be awesome to shoot Cine still in. Yeah. Imagine uh, shooting Cine still out in the in a field. That's a challenge <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's been done. I did a, an interview for a magazine that's coming out in the summertime. A buddy of mine's putting together a magazine, and he shot a roll of 800T, and we were outside. And in my mind, I was thinking, like, man, this is going to be very blue and weird looking. But when he got the shots back, I was really impressed with them. They looked awesome for, you know, again, like, rules are meant to be broken with this thing. So taking, right. taking a tungsten-based film and shooting it outside is definitely... I mean, you can do it as long as you have... Uh, I mean, you can fix the tones in, in Lightroom, and there's also a filter that you can use, too, an orange filter. It's like a something-something B orange. I had one at one point, but I never used it, so I got rid of it. When you, Timothy, when you shoot your black and white, do you typically use a filter? Uh, yes and no. Um, I was going to say, asking for a friend, no, asking for me. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> It really depends on, like, if it's a super sunny day and there's no, like, sky, you know, if it's just blue skies, I'll I'll, I'll use no filter. But when there's, like, super cloud, you know, it's, like, super cloudy or overcast, I'll use an orange filter or a yellow. If you, if you get into the red, it gets a little, it crushes your blacks a little too much, like, where you can't make out face, facial features and stuff. I see. So, but, um... Man, if you're doing like any kind of landscape, like you're shooting like an old barn or something with an awesome sky in the background, if you put on like a yellow or an orange filter, it makes the sky look almost like you're shooting with, uh, what's that film called? Infrared. 
It almost makes it yeah. seem like you're oh. using like an infrared film. You know, it just really makes the sky look weird. Like the blue parts that stick out of the clouds are black and are gray. You know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I use an orange filter or a yellow filter occasionally. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> you got to get a good one though. Like look on, get like a Hoya or something like that. Because okay. if you get one of those like cheap, uh, what are they called? Oh, I can't think of the name. It's like that cheapo company that you can find anything. I have their lights. It's like, oh, I can't think of it. But I, I have one of their filters, and it's a yellow one, and it's <laughs> I think awful. I know what the you're sun flare is is just it's it's terrible. Is it newer? Yes, newer. Yes, it's a newer filter, and it was like it was. I know what you're talking about. It was like ten bucks for like a whole case of filters. Like that's when you know oh, that it's... they're not going to be that good. Yeah, because my my orange Hoya was like a fifty dollar filter. So right filters. Yeah. Go for pretty penny. Pricey, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. I appreciate it though. Like I tried using a red filter for a while when I was shooting my Canonette, and they just crushed everything out way too much. I think you have to push a lot more when you use a red filter or develop it. My buddy Joe told me a way of doing it, and I can't remember. He he did a whole project like that. He did like a. Oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to say what it yeah. is and get it wrong. So. <laughs> Ignore what I was just saying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Daryl James. On Instagram, he's DarylJames.film. He says, hey, Chris and Timothy, question for the podcast. Social media certainly may not be the most ideal way, ideal way to share your photographs. But at this point in time, it's obviously the most convenient way. In your opinion, what is the best way to share your work to other people? More importantly, what do you find to be the most personally satisfying? Mm. Who wants to go first? Uh, Jonathan? I'll go first. Yeah. So, social media, like he said, it's it's one of the easiest, most convenient. For but uh, something I've done was like, you know when you lay out for a zine, you print out little four by sixes and then you mm. set them up on the table? Well, I've taken like uh, a bunch of four by sixes and then hung out with some buddies at a coffee shop and we just kind of looked through each other's pictures and then the people who are there you know they're all knocked up with espresso and they're just like yo what are you guys doing you know what I mean and so people would just start to look so I think I think that's one of them maybe just trying to go into like a coffee shop probably not a bar but like you know just trying to interact with whoever's there show them your pictures and then it's I think it's like by, by word of mouth you know they'll be like oh yeah, yeah I've seen that guy here before he's a photographer um he has some pretty cool images and then that's kind of how I I guess how I can other than social media just share my share my photos yeah yeah I agree I agree completely and I I also you know another way to do things too is to sell like selling your work you know getting your work kind of out there maybe not even selling it just kind of giving it away or that it's hanging in uh, friends and families you know, spare bedrooms or something like that. Like I had a lady that worked at a cupcake shop here in town and her son played guitar for, uh, what is, what is that country girl's name? What's that like blonde haired country girl. That's like super popular. She's Taylor younger. Swift. No, <laughs> that's no. what I was like. Taylor Swift. She's not country anymore. Though. Oh, I can't think of her name. And my mom would hate me for not knowing her name because <laughs> my mom like loves her. But anyway, it's like some famous country singers. It's like in her, 
you know, in her spare bedroom is a photo of Franklin that I took. That's definitely, no way. That's definitely one way to get your work that's out awesome. there. And I also have a couple places downtown here. There's a jewelry store that has a photo of mine hanging up in it. I'm about to have some more stuff hanging up at the pub that I work at. You know, getting your stuff out there, going to little stores and stuff like that. Like, you know, you did a zine. You guys did zines and, you know, since they're kind of like, like Chris, you did one on LA, you know, yeah. like, so that would be pretty easy for you to go down to little, little stores and being like, Hey, I got this little book. It's about LA. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, yeah. it, can I, can I sell like three or four of them here? Can I set them here and see if anybody wants to buy them? You know, it definitely being having taking the tangible taking the things and getting those kind of in people's hands and getting real views on them not like just instagram views is i i say a way more effective way because you know instagram we all know that like scrolling through a feed right. is mm -hmm. instant i mean they call it instagram like it's it's <laughs> it's gone as soon as it's there you know and right I, I feel like making sure that your work is is real and alive is is kind of a really really solid way of of kind of getting it out there and and being seen and you know it, it also wouldn't hurt to try to you know we have a local we have a magazine here it's called the William or this Williamson or something like that you know like one of my goals is to get in that magazine you know to be mm -hmm. or be a part of nashville art magazine and get in there and have a little you know work to try to be seen in more than just the internet you know try to get in local publications or try to get in try to have a little a little spot at a coffee shop where three or four of your photos are hung up for sale for 20 mm -hmm. or 40 bucks or something like that get your zine in a place or something you know that's i think like the real physical hard way is is definitely the way to go with that that's your most satisfying oh yeah dude seeing when i walk past that jewelry store because the photo that i took of the old owner is is literally right in the window like i see it with his old rolex it's like sitting right in the window and i'm that's like so cool i'm like dude i took that shot and there's nothing that's so better cool. than seeing that yeah for me i think i mean i really like instagram just in general but i like i have my my little film only instagram and i just like like the layout of the photos are all kind of lined up together. So for me, like even posting, because you know, I, I try and do one one a day on that account. And I've like posted a picture and like deleted it because it doesn't look good with the rest of them, you know? Yeah. So it's that's kind of satisfying for me because it just, I, I like the way it all presents itself all together. It's so like the, like a place to go to see like, this is what my film photography looks like. And it's all right here in this little nice symmetrical grid you know so i really like um my little instagram film account <laughs> actually I, I was thinking about it with what chris was saying too like the instagram stuff oh man do you guys have any like like galleries like smaller galleries maybe i don't know because in in the sf area there's so many creatives and so many photographers and oh i'm like, sure yeah yeah they all come together and they're like yo we're gonna rent out this uh this shop for like a couple months let's run our own gallery through it and uh, there's this coffee shop in SF called George and Lenny's across the street. They made their own little gallery featuring, you know, mm. the people who work there. That's and awesome. some of the other people that shoot film. And so, yeah, that's another way. People come over there to see other people's work. Also, bookstores, like local bookstores. Oh, yeah. I've asked before. I was like, yo, if I make a zine, would you mind? Like like Tim, like what Tim was saying. He was like, can I sell maybe a couple of zines here? And they've all been down for it. Fortunately, I didn't get a chance to do that, but... Uh, I think that'd be dope, you know. That's a really great idea. Yeah. I think I might try that too. There's a there's um kind of on the 
I'm, I live off what's called Ventura Boulevard in Laurel Canyon. There's the, on that Laurel Canyon, there's the Laurel Canyon like magazine outside, oh. you know, like you see on the movies where it's just like still like just a whole big yeah. rack of like magazines and books and stuff. I might peruse over there and see, see what I can do about it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth at least trying because I mean, I don't know, like I don't think about the majority of the people that I look at on Instagram. I think about the people that I've spent the couple bucks to buy a print from them or yeah. bought a book or, you know, they kind of, they, they kind of live on a little bit, a little bit longer than, you know, the Instagram thing. And man, there was something else I wanted to add to that, that I was thinking when you were talking, Chris, that I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Pop-ups, like pop-up shops and all yeah. kinds of stuff like that are like all the rage right now. You know, get mm-hmm. your, just like Jonathan said, get your buddies together. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's like a house show or something like that, they get, get one really of your friends' bands to play, get some, you know, get some beverages, line up a couple walls of a couple different artists' work and... That's such planning. a great idea. I've been mentally planning that, and there was a an abandoned building, not an abandoned building, but it was a storefront that was empty for the longest time down here. And I was like, I wonder what I can do. Like, I wanted to contact them and be like, I want to put put on a show here. Since you guys aren't making any money on this, like, let me rent this out for one night. You know, I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks. You know, there, there's put on shows, do things, have fun, yeah. print your work. <laughs> That's. That, this is a great question. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sending that in, Daryl. That that was um, just like stuff like that can get us all riled up and juiced. You know, that's yeah, cool. I'm fired. That's a I'm great fired idea. Up. The next segment we like to ask our guests, Jonathan, is what's your favorite camera? If you had to pick one, <laughs> which is a tough question, and I'm sure, it, I mean, my, it's just think about it for a second. <laughs> so that question actually isn't that tough, Ooh. and I gotta rep the Minolta gang. Uh, there you go. It's the Minolta X700, hands down. And uh, nice. actually, it wasn't my first film camera. I had like a Minolta HTSI Plus, which is like, it's it's very similar to like a Canon Rebel uh, okay. film camera. But the X700 was the second one, and it was like that classic look to it. Ooh, yeah. And man, I've never, oh, like I've owned, at one point I owned like two because I was like, if one of them breaks, I have another one. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back up. Back up. But I, I sold that one off. But man, like... It's so hard to go shoot and like pick cameras because the X700 is always in my mind. It uh, is. As for the lens though, it's like the 45 millimeter. Right now, that's what I've been enjoying just because it's like super tiny and small. Yeah. And hands down, yeah, that's my favorite camera. It's a great answer. <laughs> He's a good camera. Yeah, I have one. My my photo guru, Mr. Bob, I've talked about him a million times on here. <laughs> he's got he's actually got an X an X seven hundred sitting for me down at the at his little store. I'm gonna pop down there this afternoon after we're done. Nice. Yeah, he, he got it for free at a thrift shop because he knows it. I mean, he's just a crazy mason, so he knows everybody in town. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. All right, guys. So right now we're excited to do our very first Patreon spotlight. So you may have seen it already on our social media, but we're going to spotlight Patreon supporters. So for the $25 um, Patreon mark, uh, we do a spotlight on our show and on our Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So our very first one is Justin Holt. And here's a little bit about Justin. He's a 35-year-old photographer in his 20th year of shooting both film and digital. He's worked in everything from weddings to commercial photography. Now he mostly plays around with film cameras for fun, although he does have a business where he helps local businesses run their social media accounts. 
He's the president of the Darkroom Project in Petersboro, Ontario, where they have the longest running darkroom in Canada. Dude, I would love, I would love, love, love to work in that darkroom. <laughs> Me too. You can find his work on Instagram at, at @filmshow, and also on his podcast, www.notafraidofgrain.com. So everybody go check out Justin. And thank you, Justin, so, so much for supporting our show. Things like this help us move forward and grow. And we have a lot of plans for this this little show that we, we would love everybody's help just so we could keep doing this for you guys because we really do love it so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Holt. Thank you, Justin. And I mean, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. He's he's hooked me up with OBS and got me going on my live streams. Nice. He sent me pictures of the darkroom that he works at. It just looks amazing. Like I would love to be a part yeah, of that. He's doing room. awesome stuff for the film photography community. So yeah, guys, everybody go check him out. At Film Show out. is his Instagram. Cool. Cool. Well, speaking of checking people out, where can everybody check you out, Jonathan? Oh, you can check me out on my Instagram at King Japes, K-I-N-G. J V P S. <laughs> the V is just an upside down A. Uh, same thing on the YouTube channel. It's the same name. Well, th- this has been awesome, John. Thank you so much for joining us. We've had a blast chatting with you. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was awesome. Timothy, where can they check you out? All right, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related videos, and those are currently living on YouTube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. That's a mouthful. And I also do a weekly podcast, just Lone Wolf style. It's me you know, just talking about the the pros and cons of what I love about this thing. And that's called We Believe in Film. That also lives on my YouTube channel, as well as a SoundCloud, which is just, I think it's just my name, maybe Timothy Makeups, like go to SoundCloud, or you can just go to SoundCloud and search it. If you don't have YouTube read, and it kind of makes it hard to just listen to the audio of that. So you can just go to SoundCloud and listen to it on there. But yeah, how about you, Chris? Where are you at? Cool. So I'm Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, that film Instagram account I was talking about was Chris B. Shoots Film. That's where I put all my film stuff. We, the podcast on Twitter, we're Analog Talk Pod. On Instagram, we're Analog Talk Podcast. We also have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. And again, love chatting with you guys on the Facebook group. Um, and on Patreon, we are patreon.com slash analog talk. Woo. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been awesome. Thank you again, Jonathan. <laughs> Always. Minota gang. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you in the next one. All right. So first off, I'd like to thank Jonathan for being on the show. Fun interview. I've been waiting a while to talk with him, so it, it was a lot of fun. But this is the part of the show where I remind you guys about our Patreon. You can go to www.patreon.com slash analog talk. There we have a bunch of perks. I mean, for a dollar, five dollars, I think you get, you know, an infinite thank you and some stickers. Ten dollars, you get stickers and a pin. And twenty-five dollars, you get your Instagram account featured and, you know, your work, your website. If you do a podcast, or something like that and you have the chance to be a guest on our show which is really cool and I can't wait to have our first Patreon, $25 Patreon on the show. So head on over there and check it out. All the support helps. We appreciate each and every single one of you, especially the listeners. Um, If you get a chance, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That would be awesome. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Leave a comment. Let us know what you like about the show and yeah. That's about it. I will see you guys next week. Later.